everyone. Welcome to Project Mindy, a podcast about the work of Mindy Kaling. Today I'm joined by Indra from the podcast Family Karma Cast, and we're talking about season two, episode two of Never Have I Ever. Hi. So since the last time we talked, you've watched the rest of season two, right? I did. I actually finished it last night. Don't you think that I mean, obviously there's spoilers, sort of, but for some reason, like rewatching the episodes after watching the whole season, like I just sort of enjoy them more, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's, um, that's true. Like they're still entertaining and like, I feel like they're so quick, the jokes that come in and stuff that it's sort of like, it's like rewatching your favorites in sitcom or something. Like you can kind of watch it over and over again and not get bored with it, which is kind of nice. And there's definitely things I missed the first time that I caught this time. Yeah. And there's like little things that I noticed that um, kind of come back later in the season, like spoiler alert in the <laughs> last uh, in the last episode. Trent asks, um, oh my gosh, what is Davy's friend's name? Eleanor. Eleanor, yes. To uh, dance with him. Um, And in this episode, we see him kind of defending her in the hallway when like Davy's yelling at her or something. Yeah, which I didn't even catch. But then when you watch the rest of the episodes, it sort of makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. Because like when I first thought, I was like, oh, that's just Trent being like silly and like, (laughs) saying we got to support other women like in his bro voice but um it actually connects which is kind of fun to see and this is the only episode sorry this is a spoiler I guess but that the whole two boyfriends thing comes into play because it's what we saw at the end of last episode baby being really excited that she had two boyfriends and then this episode starts with her kind of figuring out a way to balance the two so they don't find out at school yeah and it seems like I'm just glad that they didn't dwell on this for too long because I was like if they make a whole season out of this it's gonna be boring (laughs) so um one thing that I think that the show does really well is it takes these kind of tricky plot lines where like something could potentially go wrong and it kind of like just deals with them in one fell swoop Oh, I'm sorry. My (laughs) Patrick's making a smoothie in the other room and it's so loud. (laughs) That's okay. That is real life. You'll hear like sirens outside my door or something. Yep, that's how it is. (laughs) We're not in a studio, everyone. I know you you thought we were. (laughs) Um, So the episode where in the beginning they're just she's just trying to dodge each one at school and I just love how confident she looks like she she's a little nervous but she's just so excited about having two boyfriends I know I was kind of like wow if that was me (laughs) like dating these two guys that are like really cute and you know especially Paxton I would be like I don't know I didn't have like high school boyfriends or anything so but I have a feeling that I would have been like so like giggly and like stupid and dumb and <laughs> and it she just, does you seem really confident. You're right. Yeah, and it just speaks to her character. Like she is a really confident person. And maybe some of it is kind of a front to appear more together than she is, but it's it's very admirable, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, one thing that's kind of interesting is like in juxtaposition to that, like when Fabiola's like, I did, I run ran some metrics on like how much people notice you, <laughs> and she was like, it's shocking how how like little people notice you in the hallway, and like, you know, it's really good when you're going around with Ben and Paxton because like nobody seems to notice what's going on, so it's really like working well for your two boyfriend plan. <laughs> if if that happened to me, I would, like, have a meltdown. Like, no one at school likes me. I know, right? Like, no one notices me. And she was like, and she did say, she's like, well, this is starting to hurt my feelings a little bit. But, you know, then she lets it roll off her shoulder. Because, yeah, I do feel like as the season goes on, like, some of that confidence gets a little shaken up. Um, especially in her relationship with Paxton when he's, like, again, spoiler alert, like, wanting to keep things secret yeah that that was like you know I don't know it just felt like the confidence we see here changes yeah that makes sense this episode Melanie goes to India to and it it's she's visiting her family and figuring out a place to live. And she mentioned she wants to set up a a medical practice there too. So Davy's unsupervised for, it's not clear how long, definitely at least a weekend. Well, yeah. I mean, a trip to India, it takes like a weekend to get there. So I would imagine that her mom went for at least a week. Like, I don't think you can go to India for less than a week Um, or maybe like a couple weeks even. Unclear. Yeah, we only, we didn't, it was only the length of the episode and who who knows how long yeah. that was. And it's explained that Kamala is not really around this episode because she is in the lab really late. Mm-hmm. But both of us were like, wait, where is she? <laughs> like, she kind of like, she's, her character is reintroduced in episode one and then she kind of disappears for like two episodes, which... You know, it's fine. She comes back later, but it is a little weird. Maybe she was filming something else or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, there's some production reason that she couldn't be there, maybe. I don't know. And it doesn't really hurt the storyline. No, it doesn't. It's just that, like, I remember feeling like when she was reintroduced, it was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that you're, like, a part of this. Eleanor and is it Eleanor and Fabiola who want to throw the going away party for Davy? Oh gosh, I think so. I think that's how it starts the whole party idea. This is also the first time this season where we see Davy go to see her therapist again. Mm-hmm. And she the idea is that she tells her friends, Well, I'm skipping PE because PE. <laughs> doesn't transfer to Indian school (laughs) which like I totally would have been her like I I so related to that (laughs) yeah it it definitely makes sense I was horrible PE yeah I like um I used to there was like an option at my high school to like get out of PE if you like could show that you had some other academic thing that you needed to work on during that time And so I like somehow filled out some application to do that and got it accepted so I wouldn't have to take as many PE classes. That definitely seems like something they would do. Be like, I have to take advanced placement chemistry or something. Yeah, like I need the extra time to study. Okay, bye. (laughs) 
But then I realized maybe her friends don't know that she sees the therapist. And that's why she didn't really say anything about it, like where she was going. And this was the first time I recognized Oh, that's a good point. I didn't even notice that. But yes, that, that makes sense. And even though she, well, does she like, she likes her therapist, but she doesn't really like therapy. Is it? mandated that she has to go they might have explained it last season well she goes because of the loss of her father right and yeah and she has that like extreme paralysis too yeah which like obviously you know requires therapy afterwards I would think to kind of process all of that so I think it was just a holdover from that and she says like I'm all better now, so I don't need to see you anymore. <laughs> and she's like, uh, wait a minute, sit down. <laughs> and it continues the joke that we talk about each time. She's like, here's a box of C's candies. Say goodbye. <laughs> I know, those things come up in, like, every single episode. It's like, I love you know what? Like, it was like, it. I was talking with my mom. The other, we, like, went to Costco, and she was like you know what people in India really love? And it was like, I expected her to like talk about the chocolates because she always brings chocolates to India. But I guess one time she got these like solar powered flashlights that everyone like really lined over. Yeah, because in India, as I mentioned in this episode, you lose power a lot. Yeah. And at night, if you need a light or something, you can use these solar powered flashlights to get around. And they like, they like loved them so much. They like asked her to get more and she like couldn't find them. And yeah. So anyway, that's a tangent, but. (laughs) But it's not just candies and Trader Joe's. (laughs) items that they like the putinesca sauce <laughs> yeah wait i did we talk about that last time about what's the deal with okay so here i know everyone loves trader joe's and it's the greatest but i live in new york and trader joe's is always so packed that oh, i'm yeah. not as obsessed with it as other people but are you really into trader joe's well so i lived in new york for a few years when i was younger and the trader joe's in union square opened up when I lived there and it was like a madhouse and so to the point where I was like I'm never going here again yeah exactly like I had to wait in line oh and they opened one up in like in Brooklyn yeah yeah and and that one was a little less crazy so sometimes I would go there um but yeah, I mean, so now that I like live in, you know, suburban Boulder where we have a Trader Joe's that's like easy to park at and stuff like I go there like, you know, twice a month usually because they have certain items like I, it's hard for me to do my entire grocery shopping there, but they have certain items that like are a really good price and they're really good. So I'll just go for that. And um but yeah, you know, the yeah, the price aspect of it, like there are references in this episode even to like, you know, Indians often like to they like a good deal. Yes. <laughs> and they're good at bargaining and that they take pride in it. Totally. And like and so that whole thing with the lentils with her grandmother or sorry, with her mother in law, like yeah. She also has some story about how she got a good deal on lentils and then like at the end of the episode when Davy's like, Oh, like 
if I did do something really bad, will you like send me to boarding school? Because she wants to like get out of the situation she's in. And Melanie's like, um, why would I pay someone to take care of my children? <laughs> so relating to boarding school, like a lot, I hate to stereotype because I really don't know as much about Indian culture as probably other people do. Mm-hmm. But I know going to boarding school is like not unusual. And I think it's because you can get a better education. Yeah, it's probably like some, it's probably definitely about like the quality of education versus like um, anything else. I mean, it's like, you know, a lot of Indian families will send their kids to private school that I know right. in this country so but like I don't know I just feel like Melanie's the type of mom who's like no nah, I'm not gonna waste my money on that yeah <laughs> I do I that frugality is very true to life and yeah. I don't think it's just South Asian culture because no. I feel like it's a lot of cultures it is it totally yeah. is um I think I personally really resonate with that because like my my parents are very frugal to the point that it's like laughable sometimes. <laughs> it's like just buy it. Like it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's like yeah, like my brother told me this um story when he came to visit the last time he like went grocery shopping with my dad and they were like in and out really fast. And my dad was like, wow, that was like so much faster than it usually is for me because like he's always like checking all the prices 10 times and like making sure he really wants it. And Arjun's just like, I'm just going to go in and like get whatever I need and it doesn't matter. And (laughs) it's like just, you know, two very different mindsets. And my mom has been disappointed in me because we've gone to like Chinatown and like several cities to try to get like fake bags. Yeah. <laughs> or also if you go to like whatever Indian, yeah, this is more likely. I don't know where he's got that Chinatown reference, but yeah. um, if you go to buy Indian clothes, yes. in a lot of places like you bargain and like my mom has been disappointed in me because like I'll call her and be like, oh, I bought a new outfit and it costs whatever. And she's like, that's too expensive. Didn't you try, you know? I know. Bargaining. Right. And I was like, yeah, but not really. In India, you can't go shopping without, bar- like, you can't just buy something at face value. Like, it's like looked upon, I'm, it's looked down upon if you do that. And And I'm the same. I'm like really bad at negotiating. <laughs> so, so, yeah. But Melanie is clearly, I can, I can see how Davy would be good at negotiating. Yeah, she's got a tough uh, head on her shoulders. Yeah, much tougher than me. Uh-huh. So Melanie's in India and she visits her mom first. And I'm South Indian, but I'm not Tamilian like, um, like Davy is. But I did take note that they use the correct terms for like a term of endearment by adding like ma on the end Mm -hmm. of a word and the way she described like I don't know what other everyone calls it but like somber or rusum yeah they usually say papu well Telugu people do but they do say something similar in Tamilian so I know there's definitely someone on staff if it's not Mindy Kaling who's paying attention to those little things yeah and that's interesting because I'm North Indian and there that stuff was actually it felt you know, I wasn't familiar with it because we don't use some of those terms in our language or like in our just culture, I guess. So, um, yeah, that's interesting to hear, actually. And 
Melanie wants to move to India because she wants family support, but her mom is not as maybe interested as Melanie hoped because she (laughs) talks about how she has a very active social life. So she's not sure how much she can help with the child rearing. Yeah. She's like, you know, I'm going to a wedding. Then I'm like, then it's Diwali. Then I'm going to, you know, Goa and I have all these things. And yeah, you know, as I think about it, like I kind of related with that because, you know, my parents live in the same town that I do and we have like a kid and we could definitely use their help a lot. But, you know, they definitely are pretty clear about the fact that they don't want to like be like a nanny for us or do too much childcare or whatever that like they want to see us obviously but like not play that like really intense everyday role so I sort of related to that but you know it's also like they've been they've just been living separate lives for so long across the world that like of course she's gonna have like other things going on for her and like that's okay you know and yeah it's also probably because like you said that she's been living away for so long but it's probably the same case with a lot of her friends kids also because her mother-in-law mentions that Mohan has a brother who also lives or lived in California Mm -hmm. so it's probably similar with a lot of her friend group that they have kids that they just live elsewhere in the world and don't see that often yeah and you know I think it's The whole, like, involvement of the grandparent is something that I think it's really personal and, like, family to family and person to person, like, how much someone wants to be involved. And so I don't think she was necessarily making a statement about, like, culturally, like, Indians wouldn't do this because, like, you and I know Indian grandparents who would, like, drop everything. Yeah, absolutely. but you know it was so I hope that that didn't come across to people who aren't Indian or South Asian that like this is a common thing that happens because I don't think that's true yeah and her mother-in-law is also (coughs) not enthusiastic about Melanie coming but maybe in a different way yeah I think I think that 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 was interesting like I feel like in some ways she had sort of like a wiser outlook that it was like, but you've built this whole life in America. Like, are you sure you really want to be here now um, after, you know, having your whole family there? And then there's the piece of it was Mohan's dream to always live there and maybe wanting to keep that alive a little bit like for Davy. And um, I don't know. What was your read on that? Well, it makes sense, obviously, seeing because you and I have talked about how unrealistic it was that baby was just like, okay, moving to India. Bye, guys. Yeah. So and (laughs) so I did think it seemed a little rushed. And maybe that's why, because the writers knew that the plot line just wasn't going to last that long. Yeah. Very easy for me to be like, okay, it's not happening because they never made a big deal out about it. And no. And, and that was another thing that I kind of appreciate that, that they just like handled it. And then it was, you know, okay, she's not moving to India anymore. Let's move on. Um, I, yeah, it was, uh, I, I think one thing that was a little bit jarring though, was how she just like brings her mother-in-law back with her. 
I and I didn't get that because the mother-in-law said I can't leave I want to be in the place where Mohan grew up and lived and Melanie realizes like oh California and our house is where he lived yeah but I didn't I didn't it's another reason why rewatching the episodes can be good yeah but it's also like that's a big decision to like welcome your mother-in-law to live with you in another country like forever potentially you know I was like wow that's a big decision that she just made like pretty quickly but I don't know yeah the whole thing was rushed but I guess I mean that's not really the purpose of the show it's like you know seeing baby and her their life in America so I don't know agree but I just went with it yeah, and, and this, I think the grandmother plays, like, a really great role throughout the season, too, so I'm glad she's there. Yeah, I agree. I think she adds a lot to the family scenes. But since Nelanie is gone, Davy has to throw, like, the typical teenage party with alcohol. <laughs> and she's still trying to keep Ben and Paxton away from each other, but to have a party and have one and not the other leads to problems they're like okay classic party we're just gonna invite everyone we know Mm -hmm. and Paxton has a fake ID so he has to be the person to bring alcohol (laughs) I know I love that she's like well this decision is easy and it's sort of interesting seeing watching it back like seeing her weigh the two with against one another like the reasons that she chooses Paxton for things are always like pretty superficial. Yeah. Um, which, you know, I'm sure that's an intentional choice by the writers. And it does come up later that, you know, Paxton might not be the most intellectual, but it's not necessarily something he's proud of. Yes. And this is jumping ahead a little bit in this, in the episode, but when, they do find out that Davy's been two-timing them. She runs after Paxton, which is something that Ben mentions later in the season as like, but you went after him. Like, you clearly like him more than me, which like, I feel like when I watch, you know, romantic teenage dramas like this, I'm always kind of like assuming that, you know, a certain couple is going to end up in the end. But I feel like this show has done a pretty good job at, like, confusing the viewer on how that's going to work out in the end. <laughs> yeah, because they seems to have an equal amount of fun with both yeah. Ben and Paxton. Yeah, and, like, we see Paxton grow this season, you know, like, into less of just a, like, hot doofus, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I think, yeah, every character has significant growth, even the ones that you wouldn't think would like Paxton. Totally. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's looking ahead a little bit, but also I think relevant to the episode. But at this party, you love Trent um, and, <laughs> the, and the sort of wine. OK, this is an example of a character who you didn't think would be a certain way, but he's very into the wine tasting station that oh. he set up. Yes. And he's got all these people circled around he's talking about like why red blends are complex and they're like drinking wine out of red (laughs) (laughs) and then in contrast I think um 
who's playing flip cup in the garage? I know Ben was. Ben was, and then on they were playing against. I actually noticed this. It was a younger, like a shorter black guy who I don't think we see much in the rest of the show. And then one of those like popular girls, popular white girls, maybe Shira. And yeah, I think you're right that it was. Yeah. Shira. And like the kid who's going around like stealing everyone's hats, like steals her hat while she's yeah. playing and she's oh. like <laughs> makes a comment about it. What did you think about that? That his idea was flirting, was like stealing hats. And I, I felt like I was supposed to think it was more funny than it was. And also, why was everyone wearing a hat? Like how often? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know that. Maybe that's like a new teen style thing. That Ugh, just we like wouldn't not... know. <laughs> but no one was like, the people who wore hats when I was in high school were like the bro jocks who would like. Yeah, it was the baseball cap. Yeah. But um I did I did think it was kind of a cute touch because that is a very like adolescent way to flirt I feel like when you yeah. like, don't know what to say to the opposite sex or someone you're interested in you you like do something stupid like that to get their attention and and sometimes it works <laughs> no because everyone is so inexperienced at that age that it yeah. does work but I did so fabulous friends from the robotics club mm-hmm. come to the party first and one of them is the hat kid he's like I'm gonna steal people's hat and another kid I thought this was like a like a wink to the older viewers uh-huh. that one of the kids says oh, I'm going to flirt by asking a girl about her interests. (laughs) And he was like, that's too much work. But I actually made a meme about this. And I was like, things like 30-year-old guys still don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That is so true. Isn't that so true? Like, I tell people this all the time. So, like, my partner, Patrick, we've been together for, like, oh, my God. What? We went in 2008. So, it's been, like, 13 years So we met in our early 20s and I was living in New York and Sneha, you probably know this, like men in New York are so dumb sometimes, like they're the worst. They they have like their pick of the litter. So like, you know, they don't have to try very hard to like get attention from women. And so I was dealing with a lot of that, I think, in my early 20s. And then I met Patrick at a party and when we talked, the first thing he asked me about was um like I'm I'm a musician and he asked me about like my musical writing process and it really got my attention I was like oh my gosh (laughs) and it's such an easy thing to do so easy and it it's really rare that like this happens so I I totally agree with you like that hearing that kid say that I was like oh my gosh this this kid is so evolved and he's gonna like when he's older and less nerdy he's gonna like have so many women falling all over him basically the bar is so low that just doing that is so impressive exactly so Davy is still at the party trying to separate the guys Mm -hmm. um but it turns out that it's not them who figure out that she's two-timing them it's actually baby's fault which is kind of a theme right (laughs) she's always like the screw up totally yeah you know throughout the season that's another thing it's like in almost every single episode it's like something she does to like 
fuck things up to like for herself. <laughs> and I see, I don't know if it was Eleanor or Fabiola who said it, but they were like, oh, don't, you know, baby this or like yes. really baby the situation. <laughs> totally. It becomes like an adjective or like, or yeah, like a verb for doing something wrong. And it's very high school to have rumors about, you know, who's dating who. And Shira, I think, was the one who was sort of coyly saying that she's dating Paxton, but they had to correct her. He had to correct her and not let it go. I like, I liked that she did that. I feel like, and I feel like it was kind of realistic. Like I was sort of reflecting on my own high school experience as like a person of color, you know, going to a very white high school where like, you know, they talk about how Davy's kind of like invisible in this episode in the hallways, like Fabiola has this graph and everything. Um, it, you know, I sort of felt like that, like, when it came to like, being attractive and stuff, like no one even noticed me in that way in high school. And it was always like the hot white girls who looked a certain way and presented themselves in a certain way. And I think that Shira and her friend who I can't remember her name, like really represent that type of person in this Mm -hmm. high school. And so for like, that would have absolutely triggered me too if I was actually like dating the hot swim team captain or whatever. And then this girl's trying to say like, I'm dating him. Like I would probably be like, no, I'm dating him. Like, fuck you. (laughs) Okay. So actually that made me think, and I didn't think of this before, but you and I have talked about how there's so much representation of like every ethnicity and sexual orientation and able-bodied And it seems like there probably is, because Paxton is part of the popular crowd, so there probably are a lot more, like, normal white kids than we kind of see on the show. It's just because they focus a lot on Davey and her crowd that we don't always see them. Yeah, probably. And um, But I think, like, I was noticing in the final episode, um, like, when they're at the school dance, that, like it is really diverse racially, like even at the school dance, like in some ways, like the only white people we see are those two girls and Ben. (laughs) Yeah. Now I have to go back and watch that dance scene, but it is reflective of Southern California, like affluent community in, you know, present day, like even where I grew up is a lot more diverse Mm -hmm. now than it was. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think fitting. that's changing across the map, which is good. And I think it's, I appreciate that the show has clearly made a very intentional choice to represent all of these underrepresented communities in this show. Like, I think it's, you know, they didn't have to do that. And yeah, um, it's like, it's just like refreshing to see that. Exactly. And I loved it and noticed it, but maybe kids today watching, like it wouldn't, it's maybe it's not so jarring to them because hopefully that's the way their lives are. Yeah. Hopefully. And hopefully they're seeing that not just on this show, but like several TV shows. 
Yeah, I don't watch a lot of the, um, that many. Do you watch Riverdale? Because remember it came up last season. <laughs> yeah, like season a- one. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, Kamala's watching like all of it. Um, I have never seen that show. Me either. Um, is it? That's a teen show though, right? It is. Like there's definitely like a lot of actors from that show that I feel like have like made it really big in like the teeny bopper universe. Um, it's something Maybe, like, that like Glee I- was a show like that. Which show? glee yeah and like that was on like when i was in college and so i watched part of it but yeah like sort of that same caliber i would think okay but after the two boys find out that they were both dating davy and like you said she ran after paxton instead of talking to ben there's a very comic scene I guess where he's running away to his car and then a a car just in the middle of the road out of nowhere hits him and he kind of flies <laughs> up yeah that was I was kind of like whoa okay they're going there like and like you see in in subsequent episodes why that is important for the plot um because of like the the tutoring sessions and right. stuff like that but um yeah, it, at the time I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I just immediately thought of Mean Girls with the bus yes. um, hitting her. But, you know, that's why I guess we've talked about how this show is, is good and making each plot point, like, play out is because it does injure him and it does affect the rest of the storyline. Yeah, totally. Um, and then, you know... Well, I won't spoil it. There's, I'm sorry. I keep referencing, I keep referencing the end of the show because it's very fresh in my mind. But I don't think it's that weird to do that though, because I think the show is definitely a binge watching. Yeah, show. I mean, I all shows are now, I guess, but this maybe more than others. Do you think? Yeah, like it's short episodes. They're really entertaining. Like anytime we've sat down to watch it, we watch like at least two episodes. So, yeah. And they really flow into the other one. Totally, totally. And Trent also was on the roof and falls down (laughs) trying to save Paxton. Did he get injured too? I don't know, but he should have. I don't know. He should have. But I did notice that he had a bottle of wine (laughs) with him on the roof, which I thought was just kind of a funny nod to like this weirdly sophisticated side of Trent. (laughs) Okay, I have to say, both of us were talking about watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills last night. Mm -hmm. And this reminded me, so Trent falls off the roof. And you would think someone who fell off a roof would have serious injuries. But apparently someone who can like flip their car (laughs) six times (laughs) doesn't have it. So that's That's, a TV thing. It's like, Erica, are we living in, like, a sitcom? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, it's, um, yeah, that was definitely, like, a, a one of those moves that was, like, purely there for comic relief on yeah. ever. And I was really glad because um, Melanie isn't there. Like, it's not a parent-supervised party. And people got injured. But thankfully, like, you know, she didn't get into legal trouble or anything. <laughs> like, I know that could have been a whole plot point, but luckily this isn't the real world. So. Yes. <laughs> and 
Davy is in a room at the end of the episode. And of course, all the people at the party have like filmed Paxton getting hit by a car and posting it online. And she's feeling sad. And she ends up listening to the last voicemail that her dad left her, which is a very teenage again, because it's about her picking him, picking her up from the mall and he's, like, outside the P.F. Chang's or something. So it's a very, like, normal conversation. Yeah. But it's seen that that's the thing that is calming her down. And it happens throughout the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. It's, um, yeah, it's it's sweet. I, I love how he says, my perfect girl with his oh, thick so Indian accent. I'm like, oh, so cute. And then at the end of the episode, Melanie comes back with her mother-in-law and Davy first is sort of trying to get in, like, her life isn't going great. So she's like, oh, can we go to India sooner? And her mom just shuts it, shuts it down and she's like, no, we're, we're not moving anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... It's funny how, again, it sort of plays into this whole thing. Like, if I were Davy, I would be, like, doing everything I could not to move. Even if I, even if I was, like, torching my, you know, chances with these guys or whatever, I think I still wouldn't want to move to India. Oh, yeah. Like, I would rather be rejected by guys <laughs> every day than move away from, you know, my life. Totally. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I feel like after this episode, they don't really bring it up anymore. Which is good. I think that's yeah fine. They needed, like, maybe they needed a reason for the grandmother to come. Yeah, yeah. That helps with that. And the grandmother is, as we've said, like, she, especially in the future episodes, like, she adds a really nice element to the family dynamic. Agree. Was there anything we missed from, like, the party scene in the episode? I'm sure there was more than yeah. this. The thing it was, with this show like, it moves so fast, like, there's always like a a clever one-liner or like something like a little joke here and there like there's so much packed into every episode so I feel like if we got all of it we'd be here for like two hours (laughs) yeah definitely but um, most things come into play later so I'm sure we'll talk about them totally and as always visit Project Mindy on Instagram and Project Mindy Pod on Twitter and tell us your thoughts. And Indra, tell everyone how they can um, find Family Karma Cast online. Yeah, it's um, Family Karma Cast with a K. Um, we have a podcast that we started to recap episodes of Family Karma on uh, Bravo TV, but we've now kind of expanded to uh, interviewing all sorts of South Asian Americans and South Asians and pop culture. So um, you can find us on any podcast player or on social media at Family Karma Cast with a K. That's for both Instagram and Twitter. And you had a great interview with the other Monica, Dr. Monica from Family Karma Cast a few weeks ago. Yes, Um, it was really interesting to get her perspective for anyone who's seen the show um, she's kind of introduced in the second season as Brian's new girlfriend, and they go through a lot of kind of issues in their relationship and talking about their futures, and it's very interesting. 
And if you haven't seen Family Karma on Bravo, you should definitely watch it. Yes. Anyone who enjoys content about South Asian American life, um, this is the first reality TV show that features an all Indian American cast. So that's really exciting. And it's done really well. And um, especially this last season, there's some like really amazing scenes and things that happen um, that you won't want to miss. Yes. So we will be recapping episode three next time. And everyone, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.